Welcome to the Christian Worship Center podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you. Visit us online at cwcbayarea.com for service times and directions. Turn with me to Luke chapter 1. If you are here this morning to pick up some gifts for uh, some children and some people, uh, we, are, we want to welcome you. Thank you so much for being here this morning. As soon as service is done here, we'll dismiss you to uh, the building right across from us, and you'll be able to pick up your gifts. And we want to say thank you so much for being here. We, uh, every year, we usually have some left over, but this is the first year uh, in our 17 years that we've been doing this that we actually ran short on gifts. And we had over 400 gifts that we, that we had that we even went out and bought gifts and so forth, and we still found ourselves that the need this year was so much greater uh, people that have been calling in, a lot of people in need this time of year, a lot of people that are struggling. And so as you're, you're going through this season, uh, make sure you remember to pay it forward. How many of you used your pay it forward cards last week? Amen? Some of you? Uh, you know, we, we, uh, we're going through, just uh, on Wednesday, we drove through, and I didn't want to admit, but we were driving through Taco Bell, okay? And... Uh, we were just running through there to grab, grab something real quick. And as my wife and I were going through, uh, someone told us to the car in front of you just paid for you. And we didn't recognize the car. I don't think they, they recognized us. So I thought, oh, cool. Well, let's just keep this going. So we paid for the car behind us. Now, I don't know if that person continued it. But in this season of giving... Let's take time. If you, don't, uh, if you don't have one of those cards that we handed out last week, there's some more available in the back, and it's just you've been hit by a random act of kindness. And what we're encouraging people to do, whether it's at Starbucks, whether it's at, at a grocery store, or whether it's even at, at a uh, restaurant, take time to pay for someone. Uh, and if you don't have enough money to pay for all their meal, just give a couple bucks toward their meal. And let's pay it forward. Let's add value to someone this year. Amen. Now, Luke chapter, chapter 1, now, the, the title of the message there says, Trust the Process. I, I changed it this morning to the power of yes. Everyone say the power of yes. Power of yes. In Luke chapter 1, starting in verse 26, it tells a story of a young girl by the name of Mary who's visited by, G, by an angel announcing the coming of Jesus. And I love Christmas time because Christmas isn't just about the gifts and the giving uh, where we celebrate the birth of our king, but it's also around the same time of the birth of my queen. Uh, my wife, her birthday is today, and so we celebrate my wife's birthday during this December uh, season as well. My, my daughter Jacqueline was born on the 14th, and so December is a great month for us. It's an expensive one, but it's a great month. Luke chapter 1, verse 26, it says, Six months after Elizabeth had become pregnant, God sent an angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a city in Galilee, and the angel went to a virgin promised in marriage to a descendant of David named Joseph. The virgin's name was Mary. Bow your heads as we pray. Father, help in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated this morning. As you're seated, I want to just, uh, just very briefly share a couple things with you. First thing I want you to understand and see is this, is that there is, I believe, prophetically over this church, over your family, over your, your future, that you are about to enter into what I call a season of conception. 
that you are about to start conceiving things, whether you're a man or woman, there is a conception that's about to take place in your life. We see this, uh, in that, that season of conception starting that. Have you ever noticed that when one person gets pregnant, someone else gets pregnant, and then so it's almost like a cold. People just start catching it. It just starts going everywhere. Everyone, you start finding out everyone's pregnant and things are, it just begins to happen. I believe that we're heading into a season of conception that you are about to be, uh, find yourself pregnant with hope pregnant with dreams, pregnant with vision, pregnant with breakthrough over your life. And I want you to see that Elizabeth that the word talks about in Luke chapter 1 is an 88-year-old woman that had been barren. She had lived 88 years without having the ability to have a child. And an angel shows up and says, you are going to have a child out of nowhere. She, she had been hoping for a child, praying for a child. Some of you have been praying for something for a long time, and you've given up hope that it's ever going to happen. I'm here to tell you that your season of conception is about to take place right now. Come on, somebody. Come on, say it again, Pastor. Your season of conception is about to happen. 88 years old. I don't care how old you are. God is about to bring something new into your life. Come on, somebody say amen. Then on the flip side, you got this 88-year-old woman on this side. And you got this 13-year-old kid that has a visitation from that same angel saying you're going to have a child as well. Now, in those days, they got married at 13 years old. Her body had changed and her season had changed to where now she was able to have children. I'm here to tell you that some of you are going into your maturation period right now. You are about to go from that time that you weren't able to create or conceive, and you're about to go into adulthood where you are now changing seasons, and you are going to be able to produce once again. Some of you haven't produced anything. All you've done is consumed, but I'm here to tell you, you are about to go into a time where you're going to start reproducing, and I want you to see 13 years old. You see, when God decides to move, you're never too old and you're never too young. I said, when God begins to move, you are never too old. And when God begins to move, you are never too young for a breakthrough. Somebody say amen. See, I want, how many know that pregnancy has symptoms? Right? That, that no matter how much you want to ignore the symptoms of pregnancy, so I, I know someone that, that's pregnant that was saying, I'm not going to get morning sickness. But when they started getting sick around morning time, wasn't morning sickness, just feeling a little nauseated. See, how many know that, what, what kind of, how, how many moms are in the house? What are some symptoms you went through when you got pregnant? Nausea? Tiredness. What's that? Cravings, okay. Weight gain. I heard someone say weight gain. Water retention. Swell, ankle swelling, things like that. Mixed emotions. Emotions start going like crazy. Is that true? What else? <laughs> Look at what, what other pregnancy symptoms? <laughs> What's that? Dry heaves? Really? Oh, wow. Okay, I always thought stuff came out when you, when you, anyone else? 
What were some other symptoms that you, you experienced? Smells affect you? What was that? Your worst cravings. Now, now, five months. How did you survive? How did the baby survive? Oh, my gosh. Five months of throwing up. I would punish the kid as soon as they were born. You're, you are, you're grounded until you're 18 for what you put me through. Couldn't stand the side of pizza. Do you eat it now? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I, I need you to understand. When you get pregnant, there's symptoms. You start, all of a sudden, you got to urinate. Your, your, your back hurts. You're, 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 not, you're not comfortable. Listen, when you get pregnant with the presence of God and God's about to birth, you start seeing some symptoms start happening. We have this idea that when God visits us and brings a promise in our life that everything's going to be comfortable, do not equate comfort with the promise of God. Because God will make you very uncomfortable when the presence of God shows up and starts bringing about change. Because you can't bring about a child without a little pain and discomfort into this world. It's going to be hard. And if you want to bring a dream, if you're trying to break an addiction, heal a marriage, get out of sickness, start a ministry. Whenever you try to do something new, it's going to have symptoms going to be uncomfortable sometimes things don't always they're not always easy but i'm here to tell you that your season of miracles is about to happen right now you are about to step into your season of the impossible and what am i telling you that god's timing is always the right time someone say right time look at verse 28 and when the angel entered her home he greeted her and said you are favored by the lord and the lord is with you Verse 29, and she was startled by what the angel said, and she tried to figure out what this meaning, what this greeting meant. You know, Mary trips me out because she's more freaked out about what the angel said than the fact that there's an angel in her living room. Angel shows up. You're favored by God. She's like, hmm, what does that mean? Not tripping out that there's an angel standing right there. That tells me that Mary operated in a supernatural realm. That the supernatural wasn't something that scared her. It was something that was embraced by her. You see, when you begin to operate and you begin to move in a certain realm with God, you begin no longer to get scared by spiritual beings or things that God is doing. You begin to anticipate it. You're not tripped out when God shows up. You're not tripped out when the power of God shows up. She had operated and dwelled around the supernatural that when the angel showed up, she had more problems with what he said than the fact that he was standing right there. Then the angel says, Mary, God likes you. Now, now how, how, many, how many of you know that this freaked her out a little bit? Because she had been raised to fear God. Religion causes you to be afraid of God. And many of you right now, how many know that God loves you? Come on. You know God loves you. No doubt, even when you're bad, God loves you, right? Sometimes his love, and Paul, the apostle Paul put it this way, where sin abounds, grace much more abounds. 
So when we sin, God's grace shows up even greater. And so he's like, wait a minute, I just made a case for sinning. That you go ahead and sin and God's grace shows up stronger. He goes, that, that's not what I'm talking about. But I want you to understand, many of you know that God loves you. The problem is you don't think God likes you. There's a difference. When I was a youth pastor, I sat down with a mom, and her kid was, oh, man, he was one of the hardest kids I ever dealt with as a youth pastor. He was funny, sarcastic, and he reminded me so much of me. <laughs> and there were times that he would say things that were, that were just needed to be disciplined, but he had me laughing. At, I'd have to walk out to kind of compose myself to come back in to deal with it. And his poor mom was going through changes dealing with this kid. And she, I sat in a counseling session with the mom and the son, and the mom said this to Pastor Kat. She goes, I love you, but I don't like you. And when I heard that mom say that, I sat there, I was like, dang. I know he's a tough kid, but how can you say you don't like your kid? What kind of mother are you? I got all indignant in my heart. I was like, man, you no wonder this kid is jacked up. And I'm, I'm sitting there beginning to think all these things. Then I had kids. <laughs> then I had kids, and then all of a sudden I understood exactly what she meant when she said, I love you, but there's times that I don't like you. Oh, come on, somebody. Any mom know what I'm talking about? Any dad know what I'm talking about? Oh, we love our kids. We love them, but there's times that you just don't like them. I don't like what you're doing. I don't like how you're living. I don't like the choices you're making. I don't like your attitude right now. I don't like that you're not listening to me. And there's times that we love our, we always love, babe, I love you. I always love you. Oh, the Lord bless her. But not always like them I want you to understand God always likes you God's not like me he's not fickle in his relationship with you God loves you he likes you look at verse 31 the angel told her don't be afraid Mary you have found favor with God and you will become pregnant give birth to a son and his name him Jesus he will be a great man and he will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him his throne of his ancestor David and your son will be the king of Jacob's people forever and his kingdom will never end. How many know that's a pretty cool promise? How many moms be like, man, I wish that was my kid. This is the kind of promise that the angel gives. Notice her response. She's not tripping about what the angel now says. She just says, how can this be? How's this going to happen? The question isn't God's ability to do it. The question is God's process to do it. What am I telling you? You might not always understand the process, but it doesn't change the promise. You might not know how you're going to break that addiction, but God's promise you're going to get out of it. You don't know how God's going to fix your marriage, but God's promise he's going to do it. You might not know how God is going to deliver you, but God has promised he's going to do it. You might not know the promise, the process, but God's promises are always valid and God's ways will always come about in your life. Somebody say amen. She says, how can this be? And she was struggling with God's plan. 
And, you know, one of the things, we all struggle with God's plan. Mankind has been struggling with the plans of God since the beginning, the beginning of the earth. Abraham struggled with the plans of God when God said, you're going to be the father of many nations, and his body was old. Noah struggled with the plans of God as he had to build this huge ark when there was a, a floods that were going to come, yet rain hadn't even hit the land yet. And, or, or Moses, when he had to deliver the children of Israel out of Egypt and, and somehow walk across on dry ground. See, I need you to, do you think Moses... Moses understood the dynamics that were taking place when he stretched out his arms over the water? Did he understand the, 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 uh, the physics behind the water all of a sudden disobeying nature and beginning to pull back? He didn't have a clue what was going on. All he knew is God said, stretch out your arms and go forward. You might not know how God's going to do it. You think Peter understood when God said, Peter, come to me, and he stepped out of the boat. Do you think he understood the laws and the physics of nature that somehow he knew that his body density was heavier than the water? And when you step on water, sometimes you usually sink. But when God called him, he stepped out in faith, and all of a sudden, what was what was uh, wrong according to physics became possible according to God. Because when you say yes to God, God says yes to the impossible. She asked him in verse 34, how can this be? I'm a virgin. You see, Mary was wise enough to know this. Someone sat her down and went over the birds and the bees with her. She's about to get married. And, you know, mom sat down. Now, baby girl, something, something's going to happen, okay? You're going to get married, and then there's some certain things that you, you and your husband are going to be doing, okay? And that helps bring procreation. That helps bring children. And so they, they, they sat down to talk the birds and the bees. So Mary was a virgin, but she understood where kids came from. And so when the angel says, you're going to have a child, she's like, wait a minute. I'm, I'm pure. I've never been with nobody before. And I love, what, I love what takes place here because we've all struggled at times with the process of God. When God says he's going to do something, we all struggle with that process. Mary wasn't doubting God's ability. She was questioning how the process was going to play out. And so I want you to recognize that you can believe God and still question the process. Say it again, Pastor. You can believe that what God said is true while still questioning how he's going to do it. Because we don't always understand the ways of God. What am I talking about? She's like, God, how are you going to make this happen? And when God promises, he produces. Whatever God promises, God produces. Because my God, whatever he says, comes about. Because all the promises are yes and amen through Christ Jesus. Look at Proverbs 19.21 says this. You can make many plans, but the Lord's purposes will prevail. How many of you know that Mary and Joseph had a plan? Hey, girl, would you marry me? Yeah, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll get together. We'll have a little family. We'll do this. We'll live over here in the corner. Then all of a sudden, the angel shows up. When the angel shows up, says, you're, you're going to give birth to the Son of God, she, had a, she could say yes or no. She had a right to say yes or no. You, you have a right to say yes or no to what God wants to do in your life. 
You could say no to what God wants to do. When the angel showed up, he, he explains the process to her. You see, she, she had to sit there and she had to think, am I willing to go through the scrutiny? Am I willing for people to think that I'm a hoe? Am I willing for people to think that my son's going to be a bastard? Am I willing to go through the process of maybe getting killed because people think I had an affair? Are they, are, am I willing to put myself out there? You see, you have to be at a point in your life where you recognize this. I'm more concerned about pleasing God than I am about my reputation. And Mary had crossed the line and said, I want to know today, are you willing to let God mess up your plans? Are you willing to let God mess up your plans so that his purposes can come about in your life? Look at Isaiah 55, 8 says, My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord. My ways are far beyond anything you can imagine. You see, God's ways will always mess up your ways. The way you think things are. God, God does things in a manner. He says, you want to be great, become a servant. What? Someone hurts you, forgive them. Someone punches you, punch them back in the eye. No, turn the other cheek. He says, if someone takes your coat, give them your jacket as well. If they tell you to go one mile with them, go another. Are you following me? God was, Jesus was telling them, it just doesn't make sense. God's ways don't make sense. You want to get out of debt? Give. It doesn't make sense. Have you noticed that when you hoard, you're in more debt? But then when you trust God with your your 90%, God makes your 90% go farther than your 100%? It doesn't make sense. See, God will mess up your way. Are you willing for God to mess up your plans? This is what I love. And worship team, if you would help me as we close. Notice this. Mary answered and said, I am the Lord's servant. Let everything you have said happen to me. And the angel left her. Let everything you said happen to me. See, what what she was saying was this. I want everything that God's promised for my life. I want it all. Yeah, I, I, want, I want the ridicule, I want the doubt, I want the questions, I want it all. Because I see that the glory is going to be better for my story. I don't have to worry about whatever I got to go through. I, I'm willing to go through the path. I, she, she measured it all out, she thought it all out, and she looked at the angel and said, yes, Everything God said for my life, yes, but I need you to understand something today. When she asked the angel how, the angel said the presence of God will overshadow you. Someone say overshadow you. You cannot, listen closely as we close, you cannot receive the promises of God apart from the presence of God. Because whatever presence you're in is what you're going to reproduce. Children are the result of what? Intimacy. You don't have a child by accident. Well, yeah, you can. Let me, let me rephrase that. You don't sit on a public toilet and then end up pregnant. Like they used to say back in the day. And I know that I've joked around that if you shake hands with Cisco, you might end up pregnant. But you can't get pregnant that way. <laughs> Some people are like, whoo. <laughs> what am I telling you today? Children come about as a result of an intimate moment. 
And every one of us is reproducing based on whoever we've been intimate with. Intimate with jealousy, with bitterness, with anger, insecurity. Bitter with greed, unforgiveness. But when you're in the presence of God, you have the ability to now conceive and produce Christ. You can't do it on your own. You don't get pregnant on your own. It was designed through relationship. You cannot have the promises of God without the presence of God. Come on, say it again, Pastor. You can't have the, the, the promises of God without the presence of God. And you're trying to reproduce what God wants to do in your life on your own. You can't do that. You need his presence. So this morning, I just want you right where you are. Would you just stand to your feet? And I want you all just to say this with me. Let it be unto me as you have spoken. I want everything that God has for my life. I want every promise. I want every blessing. I want every gift. But I realize it only comes through the presence. Thank you for downloading this message. For more information on our church, visit us at cwcbayarea.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash CWC Bay Area.